Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That gentleman joins us right now from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's from Pro Football Focus. He is Ben Brown, and Ben, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I think I need to uh, probably step up my Twitter game a little bit after this one for sure, but I will uh, I will take that, um, you know, congratulations and everything else and continue to try to improve and get better, I would say, in my Twitter tweeting abilities no oh no 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 that that was that was perfect that, for anybody here in cleveland you play your cards yeah. right you may end up with a josh gordon jersey sitting on your front step oh that would that would not be my first josh gordon jersey i i i know you guys are hitting on some of my fandom but he was very much a big part of my 2013 2014 uh outlook from a fantasy perspective and i've always had you know a, a soft spot in his heart and uh, in my heart for him and very much think he got you know the raw end of the deal and how things worked out for him at the nfl level for sure before we go to the combine would you sign him if you're an nfl team i i mean probably not at this point unfortunately i think a lot of what when he was doing so good you know part of it of course was like the 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 outlook for the Cleveland Browns in those particular seasons. But I think with his explosiveness kind of waning, you know, I, I would much rather probably take a chance on some of these younger guys potentially developing because I do think, you know, the the best days and years uh, of Josh Gordon's career, unfortunately, behind him. And we didn't, I would say, get to see, um, you know, him kind of maximize those talents at the best level. Well, we're on wide receivers, and that's something that the Browns sorely, sorely need coming out of last season. And so everybody's looking a little bit into free agency for a couple veterans and that that are out there. DeAndre Hopkins being the one that you know has a, a history with Deshaun Watson, some success with Deshaun Watson. Do you think there's something left in the tank for him, and is that someone the Browns maybe should target in the offseason? Yeah, very much so. And I think that, you know, Hopkins probably has, you know, two or three years left. I do think in some ways that is – kind of the window for the Cleveland Browns with the current structure. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is going to be in the fold for a long time, but they kind of need to, I would say, um, you know, answer some questions at other key positions in, in two, the two- to three-year time frame. So I do think with what Hopkins still has left in the tank, that is a really strong fit for both sides of that agreement. And I very much think that, you know, with Amari Cooper kind of in the fold as well, like 
the Browns would very much, I would say, kind of have the answers at both the tight end, you know, wide receiver and running back situation. And of course, they, you know, very much have been really good, especially along the interior of their offensive line. So I think overall, you know, with Hopkins in the fold, they would very much be a team trending in the right direction from an offense perspective and could very much, I would say, kind of compete with some of these upper echelon teams in the AFC if that happens. Ben, you do believe, as most of the rumbling is, he is available? And what would the price tag be? Yeah, I do think he's going to be available. You know, the, the Cardinals are very much, you know, sellers at this point in time. There's just not a lot, uh, you know, going in the right direction for them, the injury concerns at the quarterback position. So I think it, I don't think it would take – a ton to, I would say, kind of pry him away. I do think it'd probably be like a mid, a mid round draft pick. I don't think they're going to get, wow. you know, probably the steal, you know, similar to what they got with Amari Cooper. But I think like a third round pick, I would say, you know, especially in that scenario, I think would probably be, you know, close to enough. I would say for Hopkins at this point in his career. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Thumbstick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ben. Because everybody around here is, well, there, there are two positions the Browns are looking at. It's wide receiver and it's defensive tackle. And everybody is kind of looking at the draft and that stuff, saying that defensive tackle, maybe that's where they want to address this. Does that make sense to you to go for it, through it through the draft or to maybe look into that via free agency? Yeah, the, it is a good question. I do think, you know, at the top specifically, there are some really strong, I would say, um, you know, defensive tackle type positions. Of course, you know, Jalen Carter, you know, the, the situation with him, could very much have a ripple effect on the rest of, you know, that overall draft. I'll look if he does end up sliding a little bit because of his, you know, the concerns with the accident and everything else happening in Georgia. Like it it very much probably would push down some of these other guys as well. But we have three guys, I would say, at the, you know, interior defensive tackle position with first round grades. And then we have a couple guys, you know, Mozzie Smith from Michigan, uh, kind of in that 35th range. So he does make sense, I would say, from the Cleveland Browns perspective in that second round, uh, you know, he is, I would say, going to look really well in some of these, you know, in the pro day workouts and those sorts of things that he has coming up. So maybe his draft stock rises a little bit. But I, I think there's just a couple guys in that second round. And if not, you know, waiting just a little bit further, it does seem like overall the, the, the class for the interior defensive line position is relatively deep enough to at least get some, you know, some depth at that position, if nothing else, in this draft class. Ben, I want to go back to wide receiver a little bit. Um, Hopkins would be fabulous. I mean, I, he's such a big-time guy. He's got, you know, certainly Hall of Fame ability and he's had a Hall of Fame career. There are other guys out there in free agency, though, who I think could be really interesting. Is there a, a wide receiver or three? Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. Paris Campbell, who's from Akron. Uh, Robert Woods was let go by Tennessee. Is, is there a guy out there who you think, this is a guy who would be a perfect signing, not cost you a whole lot, and would really add to a wide receiver group if you're the Browns or another wide receiver needy team. You know, the Bears come to mind. Yeah, I, I think you know specifically with what you know the Browns kind of have in the fold. Like uh, I'm looking, and I know Amari Cooper, you know, has played both in the slot and out wide, and can kind of navigate both those positions. But I, I do think like a deep threat type option or Deshaun Watson is very much going to maximize his abilities as well. So I would be looking, you know, more so, more so at a guy like maybe DJ Chark, who it was very much on the outskirts for the Detroit Lions last year, did hit on, you know, a couple seasons in Jacksonville, but it's still a guy that is, you know, the 26, 27 year old age range would have a couple seasons with Deshaun Watson in the fold and very much in some ways kind of offers that, you know, deep threat type ability that he was so 
so good at maximizing, I would say, down in Houston. So I, I think he is kind of an interesting prospect. Outside of that, I do think you probably lean, you know, more so on like the slot wide receiver build through the free agency, and then maybe you can find, you know, more so that deep type threat in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft. So I know guys like, you know, you mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, heavy slot usage, Jacoby Myers, heavy slot usage, Robert Woods, you know, heavy slot usage. I think you maybe want to steer clear of that given what what they can do to potentially maximize Deshaun Watson's best traits and best capabilities. So I'd be looking more for that downfield threat. And I do think DJ Chark is probably at least the top of the option, um, you know, from a free agent perspective and definitely wouldn't break the bank, um, you know, in, in trying to build something around him from a contract perspective. Deshaun Watson, those final six games was a little shaky to state the least through those and, and how the Browns offense looked. Had moments. Had moments. Do you believe it is rust? Or do you believe Browns fans should be worrying? I definitely believe it was rust. I mean, the, there were obviously, you know, a lot of things happening in Cleveland last year. And, and you know, to expect a guy to come in, new new situation, not really be with the team for the, you know, the majority of the start of the season, like, that's a difficult thing to overcome. And now, you know, there is, you know, a full season in the fold. He does have another season kind of in this Browns offense. Um, you know, as well. And I think that, you know, that's, that's the situation where you do expect some of the more of that rust to shake off. I do think, you know, the limelight in some ways has shifted as well. And I think that would, you know, in some ways increase the opportunity for them to get better as a core group and then potentially, you know, kind of showcase why the Browns actually did go out and make this trade. So I think, you know, kind of with everything shifting to other focal points in the AFC, now is kind of the time that the Browns could very much creep up on teams. And I think that they are, you know, in position to very much do that. And like, kind of like you guys said, only have a couple of key questions at certain positions, but outside of that seem to be really strong. And if they can kind of turn over and be a much better defensive unit than what they were at last season, like they are very much going to be in the thick of it. I would say in the AFC North and very much, you know, capable of probably knocking off one or two of these teams that sit, you know, kind of atop the AFC in the playoffs. Ben Brown joining us. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter at PFF underscore Ben Brown. Uh, ben from Pro Football Focus. In NFL math, win totals that drop every year are not good for a head coach. If you're the Browns' ownership, what are you expecting out of Kevin Stefanski this coming year and, and results of this team in order for Kevin to see a fifth year as head coach? Yeah, I mean, this is. I think it very much is kind of the, you know the make or break year they have done you know everything that they can possibly do from a personal perspective at this point in time it, it seems like you know a lot of the a lot of the trades have been relatively shrewd and they have probably you know gotten more value out of those they're expected to get more value out of those than what they gave forth especially from a draft capital perspective so this is the year for Stefanski and I think anything short of you know a playoff berth um, you know, very much puts him on, you know, the hottest of hot seats at that point. I know that he does seem to have a really good relationship with both the front office and ownership group, but, you know, heading into it, he was kind of this guy that was supposed to remake the offense. And I think, you know, outside of, you know, the interior run offensive game and being able to kind of deliver some of those goals because they have paid so much to, you know, the, the guards at both positions and, and in some ways, you know, given a lot to the running back position as well, like they really haven't had it from a quarterback perspective. So I think in the second year, if we don't see Deshaun Watson at least get, you know, close to where he was potentially living at in the Houston games, at least flashes of that, like there's very much going to be, the idea that, you know, Stefanski just isn't the right fit for Deshaun Watson. And in that case, 
you know, I could see them moving on. So I very much think it's kind of setting up for playoff or bust, in my opinion. And I think that's got to be, you know, the, the, the correct approach and mentality from the front office perspective because they have done so much to position this team to win now that you, you really need to see some improvement. If not, you know, it, it's going to be tasked with another guy, I would say, to kind of bring about this veteran-laden roster to actually maximize their skill set. Let me go big picture NFL on you here. Half step back. Lamar Jackson, would you pay him? So it is, I think from the Ravens' perspective, they would maybe be the one team I would maybe consider not paying him. But I, I do think the fit and everything else makes so much sense for him. But it does seem like they are really far away from a contract perspective. So uh, I would be surprised if a long-term deal gets worked out. If not, um, you know, if, if that doesn't happen, like there, there are going to be a number of suitors who are willing to give a ton of draft capital to get Lamar Jackson. I think that. The, the Ravens would be somewhat shrewd and actually at least at least looking over those offers and seeing if there's something there because, you know, Tyler Huntley has very much been a guy that has provided maybe not the, the ceiling-type outcomes that Lamar Jackson has, but has been very good in a backup role. And I think that the way in which they've constructed their offense, they, they maybe don't need to pay Lamar Jackson top-of-market dollars in order to get all the way there because they are going to have so many holes at so many other positions. So I, I think most teams would pay him, but I think the Ravens you know, might be shrewd enough to at least see you know, what's on the other side of the equation before, I would say, locking him into any sort of long-term deal at this point because the rest of the roster, I would say, you know, defensively they're okay, but offensively uh, I still think with Lamar Jackson in the fold, they very much, I would say, probably aren't contenders to actually get through the AFC and potentially compete in the Super Bowl. So that's why I think you, you maybe be a little bit more hesitant on paying Lamar Jackson. Ben, great to have you with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks guys. Have a great show. From Pro Football Focus, he's Ben Brown. He's at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.